1: I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask
0: yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War
2: Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Vann.
0: Okay, welcome. Uh, Saturday two September, Year of Our Lord uh, 2023. Uh, We are dealing with an issue... That is specific to the state of Texas, but it is uh, – speaks to the larger issues we have in this nation and, quite frankly, the world. Um, the Bush hunter, the Bush apparatus has been very involved, obviously, in global affairs for many years. And I will get to all that in a little while in this hour, hour particularly the Chinese Communist Party. And the reason we're in this situation today can go all the way back, not just to 1949, when a communist-infested uh, Roosevelt administration, then under the watchful eye of Harry Truman, and of course, General Marshall and the State Department handed over the nation of China to Mao Zedong. Then in 1989, 50 years later, where um, they uh, then um, handed over uh, the nation to Deng Xiaoping when Deng Xiaoping and the Chinese Communist Party was about to was about to collapse. I guess that's 40 years later, technically. Right. Um I want to bring in Matt Rinaldi, uh, chairman of the Texas GOP. Matt, can you, as the head of the GOP, put in perspective exactly what is happening down in the Lone Star State, sir?
3: Absolutely. Um, In order to appreciate what's going on, uh, your viewers need to know that the Texas House is one of the only – I think it's the only legislative body in the United States where the majority party, Republicans here, voluntarily share leadership with Democrats – I'm talking about like if Kevin McCarthy uh, took the speaker's realm and gave Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff powerful chairmanships. That's what happens here. and We've tried to put a stop to it as the Texas Republican Party. The Texas House didn't want to. So when they bring Democrats in on leadership, they make deals. They have tremendous influence over what happens. And one of the things that they demanded was taking down our Republican attorney general. That's why you can't find a single Republican talking about it prior to 48 hours before the impeachment vote when it was announced. Not a single one. You can hear Democrats calling for it. In fact, if you do a Google search, you'll find the head of the Texas House Democrats was calling for this impeachment on January 7th, 2021. Why? Because he blamed January 6th on Ken Paxton because he was filing lawsuits challenging the 2020 election results.
0: This is, I mean, this is pretty uh, stunning. Go back. I mean, how does it work? I mean, this is not like some moderate state. This is not like some state where it's in the balance. Texas is the foundational element in the MAGA movement. Texas is the foundational element uh, with President Trump. Texas is the is the beating heart, I would argue, the conservative movement. How, how can you have a Texas? I think this is what has people. And the reason I want to do this special is to make sure people understand how the elites globalists actually work. And they work in in taking on a state like Texas that has is is nothing but patriots. How does it work that you have a Republican majority and they cut deals with Democrats, including giving them chairmanships of these incredibly powerful committees in the Texas House, sir?
3: Yeah, and they do it by ignoring the grassroots and ignoring their voters. And I want to be clear. The majority of elected Republicans in Texas are very grassroots friendly. They don't don't approve of this. The Texas Senate, uh, they had the practice when, when Dan Patrick took over uh, and they've, they've ended the practice of giving a bunch of committee chairmanships to Democrats and sharing power. Um, We have statewide office holders like Ken Paxton, like Sid Miller, who are, are, are very grassroots friendly. This is something that's a remnant of the House and the House has thumbed their nose at grassroots Republicans across the state Uh, and said, no, we're going to share power with Democrats. And we said, in this new political environment, that's going to be impossible. And now we see what it's resulted in. This is exactly what we warned about and exactly why the Texas Republican Party uh, has called on them to end this practice.
0: Is this uh, a legacy of what Sam Rayburn, Lyndon Johnson, when Texas was a a Democrat? I mean, is this because of the history that? A lot of these Republicans are essentially Democrats and come up from the local area through a Democratic apparatus. I mean, why, why Why is it in face of of the modern realities of politics in the face of this populist uprising, which is essentially led by the grassroots of Texas? Is this a historical anomaly because of the the old Democratic Party in Texas?
3: Um, it may be. I know, I know a lot of Republicans probably would have been Democrats if this was 20 years ago. Um, and we have had some party changes. I, I, I think it's this adherence to the tradition that started when, you know Democrats and Republicans were fighting over tax rates or a couple percent on your income tax. They weren't fighting over whether or not you know we were going to arrest political opponents and uh, you know castrate children. Um, so you know I think it is a remnant of that, and we find that in rural areas where Republicans are are, have 70, 80 percent of the vote, you tend to find the more moderate reps pop up, the people who, who are Democrats at heart, um, and they get elected in those districts. So we do have a problem with that that's showing itself in the Texas House and now in this impeachment of our, our statewide office
0: officeholder. Look, the, the Bush apparatus despises Trump and anything related to Trump. But but how can they be beaten so badly when they have the chosen one that George P. Bush was going to be, you know, the next, you know, Bush president? They got beaten so badly in the primary. How much power do they do they actually have if they can't win at the ballot box? How do they still have this power where they're trying to control the Republican Party?
3: Well, they still have the money and that's it. I mean, you have a grassroots that completely rejects that ideology. Um, which is why I think you saw a 70-30 election in the attorney general's race. Um, But what they do have is a lot of money, and that money is used to obfuscate their records uh, during primary season. The average Republican primary voter doesn't pay attention to politics every day necessarily, um, but they pay attention during primary time. And they know they agree with um, the more populist wing of the party, the more conservative wing of the party, and not the old establishment wing of the party. And they spend millions upon millions of dollars trying to obfuscate that.
0: So tell me, uh, your head, the Texas GOP, what is the battle plan going forward? Uh, Tuesday, when we get back and this thing start, I mean, one of the reasons we wanted, we felt we had to do this on Labor Day, we normally do specials uh, regarding working men and and the issues of economics. We felt this was a higher priority because this is kind of coming back as soon as you're back. After labor, it kind of seems to me they want to do that because people wouldn't be prepared for it. Of course, it's very hard to get any media coverage on this outside of Texas. So, what is the battle plan? What is the battle plan going forward?
3: We're going to keep doing what we've been doing all summer and keeping our Republican voters informed uh, of what's going on. Uh, You know, we've said since the beginning they're going to have a, a, a vote up front on a motion to dismiss these charges. And we believe that even if you assume that all of the allegations were true, uh, you still can't impeach the attorney general because we have something in Texas called the prior term doctrine. And uh, that's you can't impeach an office holder for acts that occurred prior to his last election. And that's because, you know, the, 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 those who made that law earlier than us said what we said, and what you've been talking about today, it's that we trust the people. And if they're alleging things that happened before, that case is to be made during the election. And they did make that case during the election, and they got their butts kicked in that election. So the people have spoken. It's just now we, we need our elected representatives to, to, to speak for the people and to dismiss this impeachment.
0: I, I want to go back and make sure our audience fully understands this. There was, I think, I think Jonathan uh, Stickland told us there was $40 million in negative ads, put up against Paxton. Uh, he crushed the Bush apparatus. I think George P. Bush, I don't know, got 25 or 30 percent of the vote in the primary. Then he went on and won the general against an onslaught of just negative media and and, and ads. And I think you bring up a great point for our audience. The railhead of this was all Pa I mean, Paxton's had a long history of fighting these guys as, as a conservative leader prior. But the railhead of this was Paxton was one of the leaders of stepping up. About the 2020 election. In fact, he he filed what many people thought was going to be the definitive uh, case of the Supreme Court, and they've hated him ever since. I mean, the the blood hatred on yeah. Paxson's been extraordinary. But I want you to go back about that law about the that that uh, provision that you know made sure that elections are paramount here. People, Ken Paxson came through a primary, came through a general with all the world against him on on big money and big media and still won by, what, over double digits, and this just shows you they're not gonna, they, they keep talking about democracy. This is an anti-democratic movement right here. This is an anti-democracy movement because they don't want elections to count, Matt Rinaldi.
3: Yeah, it, it absolutely was, and by the way, they were cooking this up before Paxton was even sworn in in January for his current term. Um, in the House rules, they made changes to the House rules at the beginning of this session that had to do with impeachment. First time those rules have been changed in 20 years or more. So they had this cooked up before he even raised his hand and swore himself in uh, and got sworn in uh, for this term. So they knew what they were doing. This was calculated, and this is an intentional, um, intentional attempt to overturn the election results that they didn't like.
0: Where do we go from here? Where does the Texas GOP go from here? Because now you're about to step into the national spotlight because this thing is because, quite frankly, MSNBC and CNN – MSNBC is going to be all over this every night, right? They're going to have a different aspect of Ken Paxson's a crook. Ken Paxson can't be trusted. Ken Paxson's a bad guy. Ken Paxson, the only people keeping in are a bunch of uh, domestic terrorists, white Christian nationalists, right? The the worst element in the country, according to them, are the ones that are keeping him in. So – what is the your head, the Texas GOP plan? What, what is your plan going forward to combat this?
3: I mean, our plan is to spread the truth as far and wide as we can and also to help people understand the context of this. I mean, this is happening where the crux of this was a Democrat push to impeach our attorney general because of a position he took in a lawsuit, a plausible position one that he couldn't be sanctioned for under under current court rules. And we see that happening in Georgia right now, where President Trump's lawyers are being indicted because of positions they took in lawsuits. This is part of the weaponization of politics. It's part of the criminalization of the legal profession uh, and the desire of the left to try to shield themselves from any challenge um, to messing with elections here in Texas and outside of Texas.
0: Incredibly important, Matt. Uh, where do uh, where do people go to find out more about you, more about the Texas GOP, what you're doing, your social media, all of it?
3: Go to texasgop.org dot org is our website, and they can follow me at Matt Rinaldi TX on Twitter or X. Now,
0: Matt, thank you very much. Matt Rinaldi just made the uh, he just made the connection right there. So we talked about it at the top of the show. This is why we're actually spending as much time about Georgia and Texas as we are. Because a lot of the the, 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 the sound and the noise about President Trump and this lawfare, we're not going to get involved in the details of it because most of it is just nonsense and not worthy of your time. But you're seeing in Georgia, and now you're seeing in Texas, something completely different in the history of this republic. And that is the weaponization of the justice system and the criminalization of the legal profession that's going to stand up and fight for fair elections. This all gets back to the original sin here was the stealing of the 2020 election. And anybody that stood up to try to counter this regime and try to counter this regime, they're, they're going after. And this why this is why Kemp goes to Texas to raise so much money. There's no, there's no difference, not a dime's worth of difference between Kemp and Georgia and the Bush uh, factotums in the great state of Texas. Okay, we're gonna take a short commercial break. We're gonna come back, contextualize this. Jonathan Sticklin' still with us. We've got some great, great Texas grassroots leaders also gonna join us next in the war room on our special, The Trial of Ken Paxton.
2: It's all started. Everything's begun. And you are over Cause we're taking down the CCP. Spread the word all through Hong Kong.
0: You can break. You can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. War room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Ban. Okay, welcome back. Uh, Jonathan Stickland is with us. Uh, Jonathan, here's a question: When was the shift for audience? When was the shift? From when the Bushes had control of the – we just had Matt Rinaldi on – from the Texas GOP to now you've got people like Matt Rinaldi and you've got these grassroots leaders. When did this shift go from Bush control to grassroots control just on the party itself? Not, not on the House and not in the, the actual folks in, in the Senate or even the Abbott types, et cetera. But when did that shift just even happen in the Texas GOP?
1: Yeah, it's been an ongoing uh, process. I would say that it started really in 2010, 2012 with the Tea Party movement. They started filling the uh, Texas state GOP at the convention, taking delegate spots. Certainly, there was a huge um, push in 2016 with President Trump coming in. A lot of his people got integrated in. We really got full control of the the Texas um, Republican Party about three years ago. So, um, first, we had Alan West, and then we got Matt Rinaldi. And I don't think people understand, uh, Matt Rinaldi is, is, is a gem. Um, I have never seen a party official go out and represent the grassroots in a way that Matt has. He has um, taken the party and held fellow Republicans accountable, which is unheard of. Um, but that, that's what it's going to take to rat out this last little bit of the Bush regime. So. Um, but the, the actual takeover of the Texas GOP started about three years ago.
0: And so how does the – I think the question is how the Bushes um, – how does the Bushes have such control of the actual – political? if they don't have the GOP now it, it, yeah. and they don't have grassroots and they don't mm. have these local counties, how does the Bushes still – and there and the in the in the, in the golden child got blown out only got 25% of the vote against Paxton who had tens of millions of dollars of negative ads dropped on him a lot of it by uh, donors who were funding uh, you know anti Ken Paxton ads right how do they still hold on to power
1: it was it was the institution uh, that they had put their people into to different groups like for instance when Matt Rinaldi took over at the Texas GOP Um, Carl Rove's PAC literally had an office within the office of the state GOP. And they had over the years hired people. So the people with institutional knowledge of how to run this and how to run that uh, were all a bunch of Bush regime people. So the grassroots, we had to kick out all those people, fire all those people, and get them out of that physical office. And then we've had to basically rebuild the entire infrastructure of the, the party, because when on their way out, Rove and everyone, they pulled everything off the walls. They called the donors and said, shut off the money. They said to the elected officials that were still with them, the rhinos don't go to the events. It has been a civil war of epic proportions. Wh- conservatives won that battle with Matt Rinaldi. He actually delivered on what he said, uh, to the point of Carl Rove literally shutting down one of his Texas state PACs that he used to Um, still have influence with the money. So um, it has been a big showdown and I think this is is the last big one which is why we need to stop it immediately.
0: Well this is that you're saying a further development in this civil war between the grassroots and the uh, Bush-Hunta is going to be this trial. So how's that going to play out in your mind? You're, You're one of the grassroots leaders. In fact you're one of the guys out there raising money all the time Trying to get this sure. organized. Walk me through how this is going to play out as part of, in the context of the civil war between grassroots and the globalists.
1: If Ken Paxton is our attorney general and put back into office, it will be the final death blow to the establishment and the globalists and the Bush regime. They know it. That's why they're going all in. We know it. If they are able to take out Ken Paxton, I believe it is the first domino. I believe they will go after Dan Patrick next. I believe they will go after Sid Miller. They will go after our champions that are in the legislature. This will be the new weapon that they use with uh, combining with the traditional media to change the entire narrative. So this is a battle for the narrative. This is a battle for positioning. And um, I, think, I think that literally the Paxton impeachment trial is going to determine the future of The conservative movement, not only in Texas, but the entire country, because it's the same story as what they're trying to do to President Trump.
0: No, no, this is why we're doing the special today. I want you to walk through this, because if we go to Nebraska, if we go to Georgia, if we go to South Carolina, if we go to Arizona, Michigan, it's the same fight everywhere. Right. Between yes. the grassroots, which are starved for resources because they're working class or middle class people versus the elites that are backed by the business interests that want to keep running things the same way they've been running them. Right. And now you've right. had these two explosions in Georgia with the Fani Willis going after Trump situation, backed by Carr, the attorney general and Kemp, the governor. And now you've got this this basically trying to throw out a MAGA attorney general in uh, in Texas. So walk me through why. Why should people throughout the country, particularly people engaged in the grassroots effort, why should they spend time and focus and, and give support to what's happening in Texas?
1: Yeah, I think they should care because this is, this is a new playbook that's being written. And I think the America First movement needs to understand where our leverage actually is. Uh, when we talk about the Bush regime, we talk about Karl Rove and his lackeys. The one thing they have is they have the fake media. And they have a lot of money, okay? But they use that fake media and they use that money to try and develop what we naturally have. You see, we get to go out and tell the truth to voters and we get to go out there based on our principles, okay? Not political power. We get to go out there based on our principles, the fact that we love this country. That is what they are trying to recreate with what they have, which is the money and the media, okay? So when we do not allow them to influence us. When we are informed voters, when we stand up and we get involved in the process, when we show up and say, if you're going to uh, erase my vote and get rid of the man that I support, you're going to do it right in front of my face. Julie and Fran and True Texas and all these different grassroots groups showing up saying that you're going to have to do this right in front of me is where our power is, because that is what they are trying to recreate. They can't buy grassroots energy. They are trying to um, pull the wool over people's eyes, deceive them, and trick them into these positions because they do not have the popular opinion anymore. So for us, as America First people who love this country, we have to understand that our advantage is us being involved, is us being educated, and making these people do it to us right in front of us and fight them in that battlefield. We don't have to compete with money. We're not gonna compete with media. We can compete with showing up and being the numbers that they can't recreate.
0: And I wanna go back now, I wanna connect that back to your polling. Walk through the polling one more time because it's coming out tomorrow, uh, or it's coming out Monday on Labor Day. It's it's pretty shocking, but it backs up your point. Walk me through that polling once again.
1: Yeah, so we're gonna release polling in numerous Senate districts. We want every one of these people who are gonna have a vote, they're gonna to have to pick a side as soon as this trial starts. We want them to know what their voters want. So we'll be releasing polls in each district. Uh, the overall average that we're talking about is 59% of people approve of Ken Paxton's job as attorney general right now. After all of this stuff, after all the negative media, $41 million spent in the last election and this whole new onslaught. say we still like Ken Paxton, okay? 52% of the people don't want them to have one thing started with this trial. They want it dismissed out the gate, absolutely out the gate, don't even do this anymore, okay? And if Ken Paxton is impeached, if the establishment and the rhinos get what they want, the voters say that they still will elect Ken Paxton against John Cornyn or any of the other rhinos by double digits. Specifically, Ken Paxton, if he is not the Attorney General, wins the U.S. Senate seat against Cornyn in 2026 by 14 points. I want you to just think about that. That's what these people are trying to That's overturn. That's pretty shocking.
0: And I that agree. is with the with the Texas media with the Texas media all that Ken Paxton's a bad guy. Ken Paxton's an evil guy, and you've had, you know, podcasts and and some of the smaller news sites and ourselves out there. But the overwhelming coverage every day is Ken Paxton's a bad guy. Yet the people still understand what the stakes are here and saying, hey, we want it dropped immediately. We want him back to work immediately because he hasn't been at work. We want him back to work immediately. He's been missing all summer because of this right. uh, fiasco in the House. And that if something still happened, he beats Cornyn, uh, who is the epitome of the McConnell Senate. <laughs> he, beats McC- he beats Cornyn by 14 points.
1: He beats them by 14 points. Seventy two percent of voters in the state of Texas view the Paxton impeachment as a showdown between conservatives and the establishment. Seventy two percent.
0: I think the grassroots get it. OK, can you hang on, uh, Jonathan Stickland? Jonathan going to stick with us. We're going to have a couple of grassroots Uh, Leaders going to join us after a short commercial break. I want everybody to go. By the way, this is why I say the Bush situation is not just in Texas. They're globalist. They're the ones. uh, The Bush 41 uh, regime is the ones that propped up Deng Xiaoping. Not just that, teed it up for them to come to the World Trade Organization, for Clinton to bring them into uh, most favored nation status. You look at that chart we showed the other day with Dave Bratt. The capital investment starting in China right after Tiananmen Square is an obscenity. Okay. How do you find out what's going on? How do you find out how currency is be linked with the global economy? How do you find out why China and every other central bank in the world except for the US Federal Reserve is buying gold at record rates? Go to Birchgold.com slash Banner right now. You get the end of the dollar empire, our three part series. We're going to have a fourth installment coming out in mid September. It's going to blow your mind. You also get a pricey of what happened in Durban, South Africa. On the foundation of the BRICS expansion, particularly in uh, with Saudi Arabia, the UAE, and Iran, with all the oil production now over fifty percent, make sure you understand why the central banks in the world are buying gold at record rates. You need to understand that. The way you do it, go to Birchgold.com/Bannon, talk to one of Philip Patrick or one of his team there. Immerse yourself in this. We need you weaponized to understand economics, capital markets, uh, in uh, international finance. This cadre. Okay, short commercial break. We're going to go back to the great state of Texas just a
2: moment.'s started's begun you we're down the the world through Hong Kong We will fight till we're gone
4: We rejoice when there's no more Let's take
0: down You should choose an air purifier like your life. Code Steve. Take action. Use your agency. Do it today. Get the benefits of the sale. War room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Mann. Okay, welcome back. I think uh, Jonathan Stickland said it best. Uh, the future of the Trump and MAGA movement could hinge on what's going to happen in Texas because you get rolled there. They're going to come back and roll you everywhere. The reason this is so important was it goes back to that primary. When they had, you know, the Golden Child George P. Bush, it was he got routed by the grassroots, the grassroots movement. It was historic, and people thought that's the end of the regime. Well, these, just like in Revolutionary France, these regimes uh, just don't toss you the keys. It's like when President Trump won in sixteen; they just don't toss you the keys. Say, "Oh, this is lovely, this is wonderful. You won the biggest come from behind uh, election in American presidential history. Yeah, you run things, and uh, and we'll just sit aside and clap." Uh, When you're doing good things now, they 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 had the the what I call the nullification project immediately to nullify the legitimacy of his first term. This is why, you know, Natalie Werner said, hey, there were two elections stolen. The 16 election was stolen from him and the 20 election. Melissa Katch, you've been working on the grassroots side of this. You've been saying we got to identify these uh, these senators because this is where the center of gravity is going to be. Walk me through your theory of the case why it's got to be a focus now on these senators, because this trial, the motions, all of it start on Tuesday, and, and quite f- quickly, this thing's gonna become an event. So, so where should our focus be, ma'am?
4: Well, what I've asked before is that the grassroots are all Texans. As I said, this is about... Texas, we're very proud. I'm a fifth-generation Texan. And in Texas, our, our flower is the blue bonnet, and that represents service. And we love our state. Um, many of us, I grew up here, I was raised here, I went away a little bit after college, but there's something about Texas and we have great pride. And so these senators, we need to call, not I think we not, need to call not just all the Republican, and there's 19, but as I said, um, one of our senators, Angela Paxton, is um, married to the Attorney General, so she's not allowed to vote. I had argued as well that there have been three Democrat senators that have shown um, bias. And, I, you know, uh, they should be removed as well. But that's a decision that can be made um, really by the lieutenant governor. governor. The lieutenant governor, um, Dan Patrick, who's been a conservative, he really holds a lot of power. And I think people should call his office as well. I've had people reach out from all over the country, what can they do since they don't live here? They can still let their voices be heard. And when you all were talking, how does the Bush establishment or junta, I think is a better way to say it, um, still have power? It's because the donors, there's millionaires and billionaires that love that good old boy and what network, and they love to socialize together. I've been around a lot of them because my sons went to school where some of their children went to school. I volunteered with the moms, been very involved, good friends. But this all comes back to our values, what we have in common. But again, this money that i talked about, these big donors give, you know, all the money to politicians that are going to do their bidding for them down in Austin. So they have millions in their troughs they give them to the politicians and then those politicians do what they want because these donors are going to benefit Their businesses will benefit from the legislation that these politicians are pushing. So what I, we are the tip of the spear, this grassroots. And like I said, it's all Texans. As I said, the Alamo, which was an epic battle when Colonel, um, said, um, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, Said there's a we're going to draw a line in the sand. That was epic because he asked the men. It's about courage. Yeah. You're going to cross the line. And what's happening Monday Cur- Cur- after Labor Day when that's Colonel
0: the when Colonel when Colonel Travers when well, when Colonel Travis. Travers yeah. said that you're saying that you're saying that's an equivalent to today. There's a line in the sand. You can't cross yes. it. Yes. We're pressed for time. I want to know specifically what do you for Texans when they contact these senators. What do you want them to say?
4: I want them to say to support the Attorney General Ken Paxton to not nullify the will of the people, our vote. As um, a couple of the guests said earlier, there's it's called the prior term doctrine or the forgiveness doctrine. Nineteen of the articles of impeachment shouldn't have even been considered. This was done, as I said, it was a coup d'etat done in, you know, Two days, a four-hour vote, the legislature spent more time discussing tax rebates for tampons than they did to impeach the highest legal official in our state. Now, does that make sense? There is a reason they're doing this. We need to let our voices be heard. And what's going to happen this trial is the Battle of San Jacinto. So we're either going to have Texas— Melissa, Okay. go ahead.
0: No, I, it's
4: just critical. Like they said, if they are able to take out our attorney general that we elected, knowing everything that the legacy media has tried to say in the Dallas Morning News, the Texas Tribune, you know, Fort Worth Telegram, we know we're informed voters. That's what they can't stand. We are informed and we're getting involved.
0: Melissa, hang on for one second. I want to go to Lauren Davis now, who's running for the uh, for the Texas GOP in Dallas. What's your what's your message to the grassroots, ma'am? This trial is going to start on Tuesday. What's your message to the grassroots out there, not just in your area in Dallas, but throughout the great state of Texas?
5: Sure. My message is just to stay strong. And and like the other guest said, we are an educated voting block. You're talking in your commercial about knowing economic policy. That is their worst nightmare is the everyday citizen voter, knowing economic policy and knowing right from wrong when it comes to politics. So we just have to stay strong. Don't stop the calls on September 5th. Uh, if this does go to trial, it's going to be a few weeks. So we need to stay consistent and keep the pressure. Um, it's very important that they know that we don't go away. I think that bothers them the most. Um, I know that's in my case. Uh, I'm a grassroots mom who got active and I won't go away. And I know I'm a thorn to the side of the bushes just right here in my own neighborhood. So um, it's it's about being consistent and staying. <laughs> the
0: Do you think the grassroots, you know, we got polling from a from, uh, uh, Jonathan Stickland And we've had grassroots leaders and you and Melissa are fired up and you're incredibly articulate and on point. Do you believe the average grassroots person in Texas is as informed right now or in focus on exactly what this battle is about? It's not really about Ken Paxson. It's about the direction of this conservative movement in the country and whether we're going to save this republic.
5: I think in light of the situation with President Trump. Yes. I think uh, without that, it would be hard to, to understand. But I think there's so many parallels there. And they are trying everything they can do to take out fighters. It's not just about Republican, Democrat. It's about people who are demonstrated, independent thinkers who are fighters for the Constitution and for the people. That is what they're after, because they have their global agenda. And, you know, the common voter from from my experience, knows about the World Economic Forum now. Uh, we know about Soros. We know all these names because of people like you um, and, other, in, and other non-mainstream media folks who have educated us, and, and we're using it. So I, I think that people do know um, exactly what's going on, and that's why you have grassroots leaders who maybe voted for somebody different in the primary, like Luke Messias. I saw his videos saying, you know, I voted for somebody else, but I'm for Paxton because we know what's really going on. So I do believe that people understand and that's why they're fighting.
0: Jonathan Stickland, let me let me bring you back in here. Does your polling show that is now there is there a great awakening in Texas about exactly what's happened here and about what what the stakes are? Because this is and this is why we've been focused so much on Georgia and in tech, not even at the federal level. There's something going on in these classically, uh, you know, you don't get any more conservative than Georgia, right? And you certainly don't get any more conservative than the great state of Texas. Are are the grassroots leaders right here? Is there a great awakening now among the people?
1: Steve, I have never seen such energy. Um, I think there's an awakening, but there's also an an intensifying uh, element to this, too, because – I think what has happened is, is, you know, we understand that, in a constitutional republic, that your right to vote is sacred. And year after year, it just keeps getting worse and worse, where we feel like our votes are literally being stolen from us. We have all of this evidence. People are losing and lost faith in the election process. And then we see something where we actually got the guy in so overwhelmingly, Ken Paxton becomes the attorney general against the establishment and here come a bunch of righto traders with the democrats in and say, "No, nope, we're going to try and snap uh, that back." And it's like, "What are we supposed to do?" So, it is people who recognize that there's a pattern that these forces are working against them, but it's also just waking up and realizing these people will lie, cheat, steal and take away in the middle of the night and they'll do anything. And so I think everyone is just raising the energy and and realizing, if you love this country to keep what we have, to restore what we once had, it is going to be a slugfest. So that's what I see. That's what our polling shows. And, um, you know, to be honest with you, like, I I know that there there are things happening all over the state of Texas that are rising up um, that we just keep running into each other. Like, for instance, Melissa, who you just had on, um, she's got her whole thing going on. There's other people coming up. It's now all starting to come together, which is terrifying to our political opponents, uh, but gives me a lot of hope.
0: Uh, you see it converging. That's why we want to have such a, a wide spectrum of folks on today. Let me ask you, a lot of people brought up Dan Patrick. How does take a minute and explain? Dan Patrick is very well known to the conservative movement really throughout the country. I saw him at CPAC, I think it was last right. summer in, in Dallas. He gave a major presentation there. Talk to us. How central is he to this situation?
1: Dan has as much political power in this process as he would like to claim. Um, he has a very good track record with conservatives. Um, We have supported him for many years. He ran against the establishment and unseated David Dewhurst, which was a Bush crony at the time, and uh, took him out and has really ramrodded through. The Texas Senate has been the body in the Texas legislature that has gotten the conservative agenda accomplished. And we are counting on them to stop the House's dirty work. Um, Dan Patrick can squash this thing on day one, which is what we would like to see. Um, He has been quiet um, due to everything going on, so we're not real sure. But I think he nailed it when he made a comment. This was about a week and a half ago, Steve. Dan Patrick came out and said, this is not a criminal trial. Um, This is not a civil trial. This is a political trial. And we want this political trial dismissed day one, hour one, minute one, by the senators who we elected alongside Attorney General Ken Paxton.
0: Jonathan, just hang on for a second. Melissa, Laura, we're going to take a short commercial break here. I want everybody to go. By the way, next week we're going to be drilling down even more of what happened in Maui. I want to give a hat tip to, uh, of course, our team out there, but also to uh, Dr. Sean uh, Rowland and the team at Jace Medical. He helped in the very first days of this with some of the aerial relief just a real hero. Remember, his company is the one that acted upon Rosemary Gibson's warning to America about supply chains. If you're worried at all about antibiotics, if you're worried about any of your medicines, go to jacemedical.com right now and check out what they've got. They have gotten you off the hook of the supply chain uh, chokehold that the Chinese Communist Party have on us. In addition... They also have things to make sure if emergency hits like happened in Maui, you will be safe on the medical uh, products side. Go to Jace Medical right now. Immerse yourself in their site. Ask the questions of Dr. Sean and his team. Okay, short commercial break. We're going to go back to Lone Star State in a moment. Okay, imagine you're at your doctor's office. Your doctor glances up from the chart and says, and I quote, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it up, end quote. Now, that's the Field of Greens better health promise. Check out this customer testimonial. He said, and I want to quote here, I've been taking Field of Greens, and this is the second time my doctor has danced into the room praising my blood results. Credit where credits due. Thanks, Field of Greens, end quote. Now, each fruit and vegetable, and Field of Greens was medically selected for a specific health benefit. Some support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidneys. Others support metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss. If you're busy, if you don't get enough exercise, if you eat too much fast food, take Field of Greens. Look, Field of Greens can't promise your doctor will dance into your room, but they can promise at your next checkup, Your doctor will notice you improve health, or you get your money back. Let me repeat that. You get your money back. I trust Field of Greens for my health, and you can too. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Take action today. Use your agency, fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon, and get the better health promise.
2: War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann.
0: Okay. Um, this is the first of a lot of coverage, like we've been doing in Georgia, like we've been doing in, um, in, um, now in Texas. We're not going to divert ourselves from the firestorm that's going to happen when people return on the uh, evening of the 12th or 13th of Washington, D.C., only 11 days of legislative time. The clock is ticking. As we've told you, now it's a story everywhere – Midnight on the 30th, they're going to force Biden to shut down that illegitimate regime. The fight there is the fight in Georgia and the fight in Texas. And I really want to thank Jonathan. First, you to put to help us put together this together. This is vital to all the grassroots uh, leaders and all the grassroots folks out there throughout the nation to focus on what's happening in Texas, because what they're telling you there is that elections don't matter. And that's what yeah. we have to win. We have to win there. Jonathan, uh, quickly, your organization, where do people go, where do they get information, sir?
1: Yeah, this is the fight. Our organization is the Defend Texas Liberty PAC. You can visit us at DefendTexasLiberty.com. You can follow me at RepStickland on X or Twitter, and uh, we will not go silently. We will stand up to the establishment, and they're going to hate it.
0: Jonathan, and I think you're correct. As goes this, so goes the country. That's how important this fight is, because you got to back. You got to back. It's the fight. It's quite extraordinary. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. Lauren, I think you I think you made up a brilliant point that I think President Trump, the travails of President Trump have now opened people's eyes to exactly what's going on here. And I think that Texas is going to get a lot more focus because of that. Where do people go to find you, ma'am? Where do they go to follow you?
5: Yes. So you can find me on Twitter at moms love freedom. You can also go to my website, Davis the number four Dallas, and I'm running for the Dallas County GOP Party Chair. And so in my experience, like right here, literally in the Bushes neighborhood, um, finding that the um, establishment is alive and well here, and we have a real chance at putting me in office um, to where I can really start rooting out the problem right in their backyard, literally in their backyard. So I could love the support. So
0: you know, Lauren, was, yeah, we're looking for door knock. We're looking for door knockers to go door to door in Lauren's neighborhood. That ought to be that. That ought to be an entry thing for how tough you are, right?
5: I might knock on George Bush's door. It's, he's not too far down the road. It would be quite the, the show. So we're up for the fight here in Dallas. Uh, it's going to be fun.
0: I know you are. You're a fighter. A happy warrior. Thank you, ma'am. Melissa Katz. How do people fight? Uh, fo- uh, follow you in the uh, in the in the was it the, the uh, what, what's the MASF? What's the group?
4: Mighty American Strike Group Strike Force. It's MASF dot online. But my social media is on um, on Getter. It's Melissa M Katz, and on um, Twitter. But now X it's Melissa M Katz USA. And on um, True Social, it is Melissa M. Katz, 1776. And I want to say something about the grassroots. You know, Malib- I think, Yeah. Yeah. M- what money can't buy sure, is authenticity. And people can see that we're authentic. We love this state and we love this country. And we're going to fight for this country. We love it. And, you know, that's what we're going to do. We're fighters. You can't buy that. It's in our blood. Like I said, I'm fifth generation Texan and no one, I'm fearless. And God, you know, we're spiritual. This is a spiritual war.
0: Melissa, you said Texans are proud people and they got a lot to be proud for. An incredible Mm -hmm. history of an incredible state, incredible people. Fight on, ma'am. So honored to have you on here. Thank you you and Lauren. Thank you so much. Okay, I want to thank the team in, uh, in Denver. I want to thank my production team here. We're going to have an amazing special on Monday, our Label Day special. Make sure we're working on Monday. Make sure that you're, uh, you're here to join us. I'm going to leave you, I think, with a song quite appropriate. We didn't have a chance to summarize all the songs this week because we had so much to do. Billy Joe Shaver, John Anderson, Get The Behind Me Satan, to take us out. We'll see you back here Monday morning.
2: And turned me wrong side out. I knew inside my soul I was a headed straight for hell But I couldn't for my life Figure how to help myself And I said, get deep behind me sin Jesus Christ!
0: COVIDTaxRelief.org got a small retail business, almost $80,000. COVIDTaxRelief.org got a manufacturing business, nearly two hundred and fifty dollars And COVIDTaxRelief.org just got a large distribution business, almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all